How is everybody this morning? Well, some of you are blessed, some of you are awake, and some of you won't be very soon. <laughs> oh, goodness. It, it, God is good, is he not? I don't know about you, but I'm thankful uh, for all God is doing and all God continues to do. Uh, we are back where we started in, in Ephesians at the beginning of the year. Uh, we are back in Ephesians chapter 6. Uh, at the beginning of the year, Lord laid on my heart uh, that we need to be prepared uh, for the day of battle, especially after all that we've gone through. And I am convinced more and more uh, that we have a battle ahead of us. And in fact, not only is there a battle ahead of us, uh, but there's a battle going on right now. And we are hopefully prepared. I don't mean that you got guns stocked up and your ammunition loaded and ready to go. I don't mean that you got your bunker set aside, ready, ready for the for the bombs to drop or whatever else. I'm talking about a spiritual warfare uh, that we're about to face, and I know I believe you all understand that. But our 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 our, our message here this morning is we'll be looking at two verses. Uh, we'll look at verse uh, verse 11, and we're going to look at verse. 13. Last week we looked about looked at verse 10, and in the afternoon, verse verse 12. Verse 10 says that we're to be, be strong in the power of His might, and how important it is that we garner our strength uh, from G, from the from the Word of God and from Jesus Christ Himself. Uh, that we cannot do anything uh, in this life uh, in our own strength, uh, other than fail. We're all good at failing. And we, and we all acknowledge that we're good at failing and that we need the strength of God. We need the, the power of God to enable us uh, to perform uh, that which God has called us to do. And if God has saved you, God has saved you to do something. Amen? It's, it's really easy to, to let other people do the fighting. It's really easy to let other people do the work. Uh, it's really easy to procrastinate and say, one day I'll get to it. But the truth is, we're supposed to be at it right now. We're supposed to be in it all the time, and we're not supposed to quit. We we went through uh, through as we went through the book of Ephesians, we 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 saw the the the, the beliefs and the blessings of being a Christian. What God did for us when we got saved, and 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 then it went on to talk about the, the the behavior of the Christian. That if you believe that, and if God really did that in your life, then this is how we should be living our lives. And you got to look at the the practical Christianity. Uh, but there, and last week, we, uh, in the Sunday afternoon, we talked about the, that there is an enemy that we face, and it's a spiritual enemy. We, we wrestle not, uh, we strive not with flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers. And, and it's a spiritual battle that we fight. But I think most of us are missing in action. It's not that we're just supposed to stand. It's not that we're just supposed to be saved and be there. But there are, there's work to be done for the kingdom of God, is there not? Let's just be honest. There's work to be done for the kingdom of God. How much work are you putting in for the kingdom? How much fight do you have in you for the kingdom? Because we live, we, we're, we are so busy today in our, in our, in our life. It's, uh, whether it's uh, t- taking care of our family, providing for our family, working our jobs, uh, there's just so much that, we're, that we 
almost don't have time for anything else. And it seems like a burden to add, add, add things to our lives. But as children of God, what should be our main focus? Now, that doesn't mean we, we, we don't take care of our families. Guys, don't quit your jobs so that you can, unless God leads you to do something, and then God will provide in the ministry. Uh, but, and, and so I'm not trying to dissuade anybody from going into the ministry, but don't just quit your job so you can say, well, I'm ready to do whatever God wants me to do. Make time. So we're looking here at, we're looking here at uh, uh, this, uh, this armor here in verse, verse 11. Uh, verse 11 says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the, of the devil. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Let's go ahead and pray and ask God to help us. Lord, I pray, Lord, humbly, Lord, I come to you. Lord, I ask that you would help to clear my mind, Lord, and calm my spirit. God, I pray that you would, uh, Lord, that you would preach this message this morning. Lord, you know that I have, I have no ability of my own. Lord, I am nothing but other than what you have you have made me to be. And God, I thank you for the, the work you've done in me. But God, I pray that you would convey this message through your spirit uh, to the hearts of our people. God, I pray that you would stir up in us a desire to serve you and a desire to further your kingdom. God, I pray that you would have your way with each and every one of us. And Lord, if there's one here today uh, who is not saved, but no matter what the background, no matter how long they've been here, Lord, if they're not saved, God, I pray that you'd help them to see that. Lord, and Lord, I, I pray that you would draw them unto you for salvation, that they might by faith trust in Christ. We ask this in Jesus' precious name, because it's only in Christ that we can do this. Amen. I want you to notice first the spiritual preparation for this battle that we face. As I study this, the first two words are put on. The whole armor of God. The first two words are put on. And I, I began to think about this, and the Lord showed me something. I was sharing this with, with, uh, with Brother George this morning. Uh, uh, I'd never seen it quite this way before. Uh, uh, when we think of putting on something, we think of, uh, uh, if, uh, say, if I tell you to put on your shoes, I, mean, you, I, I think of my kids because I'm always, always trying to get it out the door and say, kids, put on your shoes, let's go, let's go, let's go. Half the time, they run out to the car with no shoes, and the other half of the time they they run out of the car with their shoes half on. And, but but uh, so but the, the idea of you sitting down and taking those shoes and you slipping them on your feet. And I, when I read this, that's kind of what I used to think of. That we have this armor that we're to strap on and to prepare ourselves for the day of battle. But I began to study out the phrase "put on" and 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 look at the the the, the Greek word that translated "put on" and what it actually means. And it doesn't necessarily mean. In fact, the majority of Scripture we're going to look at a couple of them here uh, doesn't mean me strapping my shoes on. Let's look at a couple of verses, if you would. Look at Matthew chapter twenty-seven. Verse 37, Matthew chapter 27, verse 37, it says this, I said, did I say 37? 
that's the wrong verse, but it's in, it's in this area. Give me one second. It's where they, they put on the, the raiment. There it is, verse 31. And after they had mocked him, they took the robe off, off of him. They took the robe off from him and put his own raiment on him. Same phrase, same Greek word. Look at Luke, and if you go further back, where they put the purple robe on him. And verse 28, and they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. Look at Luke chapter 15, 22. This is a parable of the, of the prodigal son. Luke chapter 15, 22, he has come home, and the father is ecstatic that he has come home. Verse 22 says this, But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 53. 1 Corinthians 15, 53. This is speaking of when we are, when our bodies are changing. It says this, for this corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. Luke 24, 49 is another passage. You don't need to turn there just yet. But I want you to, we'll look at it in here in one second. Jake, can you come here for a second? Can you put on my coat? It'll be a little... It's not going to fit. It's going to be a little big. See, that's what I think of when I think of put on. But every single one of those verses didn't show that. You know what it showed? Here, take it back off for a second. Here. Put there. See the difference? You can go sit down. It seem like much, but there's a difference. See, it's not that we are to strap this stuff on every day. We are to allow God to cover us in the armor. Go back into the book of, uh, of, of Samuel, and, and David has been uh, is getting ready to fight Goliath. And what, is, what does Saul do? He has his armor bearers place the armor upon David. Uh, and, and David saw that, it, that, uh, it, it, that he was uncomfortable. He hadn't proved it yet. I'm actually not going to put this back on. I wore it just for that purpose this morning. Uh, but but uh, and, and he, so he had it taken back off. But, but the, the idea is that somebody else is putting this on. Uh, think about the different aspects, the different parts of the armor. The breastplate of righteousness. That's, that's not that you putting on Christ's righteousness. That's God placing the righteousness of Christ upon you. See, there's nothing you can do to earn the righteousness of Jesus Christ. 
There's nothing that you can do to, to strap it on. There's, there's nothing that you can do to, to keep it on. It's all a work of God. Praise God for that. That helmet of salvation, did you do anything for it? No. God has given you salvation. Uh, that sword of the spirit, did you write it? Did you, did, there's the word of God. Did, is there any part of that that you had any control over in the, in, in the, in the taking up? In the, the, no. The loins being girded about with truth. We can't make ourselves truthful enough. We can't make ourselves righteousness enough. It, it, it has more to do with what God has done for us. The last, the last passage there, the last scripture there, Luke 24, verse 49. Look at it real quick. Luke chapter 24, verse 49. It says this, verse 49, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be, here's the word, endued with power from on high. He's talking about Pentecost. The word endued there is the same, the same Greek word, it's the same it's, it's, it's translated the same from the same word as to put on. What, what, what does that tell us? Listen, they didn't put on the, the Holy Spirit's power. Uh, wait, remember, remember Pentecost? They're there. They're praying. They're, they're prepared. They're ready. They're being obedient. They're doing everything they're supposed to do, but, but they're waiting. And then the Spirit of God comes down, and the, the promise of God is fulfilled in, in that. It, it, it was endued upon them, meaning God placed that upon them. They didn't place it upon themselves. And, and so this is important when, when we think about putting on the spiritual armor because it, it's not something that, that, that we necessarily do. It's that we allow God to do it. It showed me two things. Number one, it's, a, it's an act of submission. It's an act of submission that for, us to, for us to allow God to, to place upon us uh, his righteousness, his, 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 uh, that, that helmet of salvation, that loins being girded about with truth. It's, it's an act of submission that I allow God to place it upon me. It isn't a, about me putting it on. It's about me submitting to God. Second thing I see is this. It's also an act of faith. I believe that the righteousness of Christ will protect me. I believe that the, 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 the loins, the, 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 those things that God has given us, that armor of God, we'll, we'll get further into what, what it is, but, but I believe, I trust that those things that God has given to me will actually protect me uh, in my stand, in my battle against Satan. It's an act of faith. Remember that I mentioned David, uh, how, how Saul uh, put the armor upon him? Guess what? David didn't have faith in that armor, did he? The Bible said that he saw that he had not proved it. And what did he do? He took it off and said, no, thank you. And he went to battle with a sling, some rocks, and his staff. Because he had faith in those things because he had proved them. Listen, we need to have faith in what God has given us. Listen, you don't have to have proved it. Christ already proved it for you. So we need to trust that what God has given to us, what God has prepared for us, will protect us in that day of battle. We all, uh, can we all agree that, that we are in a battle? So there's a spiritual preparation in, in doing that. One, one 
prayer. Two, reading the word. I don't know how many times uh, as a pastor I can say this. The most important thing that you can do in your Christian walk to be prepared for the day of battle is to spend time in the word of God and spend time in prayer. And if we can't get those basic things down, we'll not grow. We'll not be strong in the power of the, of the Lord. We will not be able to stand in the day of battle. There's a spiritual preparation. Secondly, I want us to look at the spiritual protection there in verse 11. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 says this, Put on the whole armor of God. The whole armor of God. There is not one piece to the armor. It is not one whole suit of armor that we, that we put on. It is multiple different pieces, different facets. And, and what's interesting is, is uh, uh, that God prepared all of these different things because he knew we would need them in our, in our Christian walk, in our, in our, in our daily battle, uh, in our Christian life. Uh, and there's a whole armor. You have, the, you have the loins being girded about with truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the feet shot of the preparation of gospel of peace, the, uh, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit which is the word of God you have all of those things any one of those things not being there does what it leaves an opening for Satan to attack it leaves an opening it's a weakness do you think Satan Satan who is our who is our adversary do you think he might not know where our weaknesses are there's a reason why God says put on the or Paul says put on the Whole armor. Don't piecemeal it. Don't uh, uh, don't don't uh, don't section off. God, God has created this. God has prepared this. God has given it to you so that you can fight in the day of battle. And if you're going to fight, you need to wear it because otherwise you're not going to be able to withstand or stand. So it's, a, it's, a, it's a, the full coverage of spiritual protection. It covers you from your head all the way down to your feet. There's, if you're wearing the full armor, there is nothing that is unprotected. Your, your, your mind, your heart, your, your core, your, your loins, your feet. Listen, it's, it's all protected. And you're given the word of God, which, which is there to, to provide you with the, the knowledge and the wisdom to, to, to defend yourself against whatever attack Satan has. Because anything Satan has to attack will attack the word of God. There's full coverage. But more importantly, it's fully contributed. It is the armor of God. It's not your armor. You didn't make it. You know those guys that are out in the battlefield over in uh, over in the different different areas when they're when they're fighting. Uh, don't you think they're glad that they didn't have to come up with their own bulletproof vests and their own helmets? That there that there were people that that, that spent time in studying and studying in science and understanding all those things to to provide things that that can best protect them. Because what would happen if you had to to to, to come up with your own armor to defend? Remember, we battle, we, we battle not against flesh and blood. There isn't, there isn't any gun in the world that's going to save you. There's, there's no sword. There's no, there's no uh, uh, bulletproof vest that's going to protect you from the spiritual warfare that you have to fight on a daily basis. You Understand, you cannot come up with anything to protect yourself. 
And understand that, the, that, the, that, the, that, the, that your adversary is greater than you are. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You can have the you can have you can have victory in the battle. You can you can be protected in the battle by by being obedient to the word of God, by by being obedient to applying these things to your life. You can have a sound mind. When uh, listen, when we live in a world of fear and and, and confusion and, and, and people, you can have a sound mind because your mind is centered around that you're saved and you are in the hands of God. No, nobody can hurt you. Nobody can touch you. There, there isn't a disease. I don't care if, if, uh, if uh, what's that stupid thing going on around right now? The coronavirus. There you go. How I forgot the name of that. I don't know. Uh, listen, the coronavirus could mutate 150,000 times and become so deadly that if you caught it, you had a 99% chance of dying. And if God doesn't want you to die, guess what? Why? Because He is in control. Now, if you just want to go hit by a bus or get hit by a bus, I'm not suggesting you out stand in front of a bus. It's a bad idea, right? That's not, that's not what we're talking about. Just understand God is in control. So I have that, that peace of mind, that sound mind, because God doesn't give me the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of sound mind. That salvation there it protects my mind. I don't, need, I don't need to worry. I don't need to fear. Uh, Satan's accusations can't, can't mess me up. can't confuse me. My mind is sound. There are no anxieties, there's no worry, there's peace in my heart. We talked about peace on Wednesday night, how, how important peace is in our lives. Peace comes as a matter of faith in our God. The righteousness is of Christ. The sword is the word of God. Nothing that we have, even the, even the truth. Even the truth, the Bible says our loins girt about with truth. And we're talking about uh, integrity and honesty and, 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 and just honestly being who you are. See, that's, that's the problem. If, 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 we, if we're one way in public and we're another way in private, there's a problem. It's called hypocrisy. Jesus said there will come a time in, in John chapter 4 that men would be required to, to come and worship God in spirit and in truth. You know why? Because God sees our hearts. And he doesn't want, he doesn't want us to come in and, and worship him just because we're supposed to. That's not worship. He wants us to worship him in truth. Truly, honestly worship him. Not just sing songs because that's what's up here. That, that, that one song, that was the second song, I didn't know that song. I try, I've heard it before. I've sung it once or twice here before. I didn't really know it but Weren't those words good? Think about what you're singing. It makes it's, 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 Think about the, the words that you're singing because it, it, it will bring about in you a, a, a heart of worship or it will confuse you because you're not paying attention. This armor that we have is the armor of God. It is designed by God to protect us and will, will protect us if we put it on, if we allow him to put it on. Notice next, Ephesians chapter 6, again, verse 11. The purpose. We have the spiritual preparation, the spiritual protection, and then the supreme purpose. What is the reason for this? We'll spend some time here on this 
on this point, but it says that ye may be able to stand. There is a dynamic empowerment. That word may be able to implies uh, that without this, we won't be able to. Without the the, the armor of God, we won't be able to stand. Uh, Before we go any further, I I have a question. Is it necessary for a Christian to stand today? Absolutely, it's necessary. It's always been necessary for for the children of God to stand. It's necessary for us to to battle. It's necessary for us to fight. Now, I'm not saying we we raise up arms and go out and start a war. That's not what I'm talking about. And that's not the battle that that they were fighting back then. Uh, It's a spiritual battle. It's one that we we fight on our knees. It's one that we fight uh, as as not dealing with Democrats or not dealing with liberals or progressives or conservatives. It's it's not that kind of battle. It's one where we, we know that Satan has his way in this world, amen? Satan is working and moving and and, and manipulating, but we know that ultimately, who is in control? God. The Bible tells us that we are to to stand against the wiles of the devil. But listen, you and I cannot stand against the wiles of the devil, uh, the the plans, the deceit, the trickery. uh, We can't stand against those things unless we're wearing the armor, because it, it says without the armor... Or with the armor, ye may be able to stand. So there is a, this idea that there's, it empowers us, it enables us to stand against the wiles of the devil. The second, the second part of that is there's a directed engagement. We're not fighting with one another. We're not fighting with the government. We're not fighting with, with whatever powers that be here on this earth. Our, our, the engagement that we're to fight is a battle against Satan himself. It says we're not to stand against. I used to read this, and I, I was caught up so many times on, on, on that word stand, that we're to, to stand and, and not move. And that's the truth. We're to not move from the truth of the word of God. We're to have our feet rooted and grounded, and we're to be unmovable, unshakable uh, in the truth of the word of God. But can I tell you this? The battle that we face today is not one of just defense. The battle that we face today is one of offense. We, uh, we, our country, in our country, uh, sin is, is, is prevalent. It, it, it is, there's wickedness and idolatry and uh, abuse and just all across our country. And it's leaking into our churches. This idea that abortion is a woman's right is, listen, that's murder. And this church will always stand on that. And listen, I'm not accusing any woman who's ever gone through that and done that. Listen, you can't go back and we won't kick you out. We're not going to tell you that, 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 that you're evil or wicked. Listen, we're all sinners. Amen? But, but that act is wrong. We cannot stand for it. So vote. Amen? Pray. Find something, that, a way that you can fight back. You know what's easy to do today? See, I, I've never been. I've never been in battle, not not in a physical battle. I've been in some fist fights, and I've I've done some jujitsu and things like that. But that's different. When you're talking war, when you're talking bullets flying around, uh, there's a whole different thing. 
And, and those, those, those soldiers that go into battle, uh, the, 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 where, where it isn't paintballs, where you just get tagged with a paintball and get a little welt on you. Uh, listen, uh, when, when you know that you get shot, you're, you don't get to respawn and come back, young people. Uh, it's, it's, it's the, that's it. And, man, that, that bullet might hit you in the wrong place or might get you just the, the right place, according to them, and it'd be the end of your life. You know what happens to some soldiers? They do this. While everybody else out is fighting, while everybody else is throwing lead towards the enemy, while everybody else is trying to take ground and do something, they just sit back. Back in the Civil War days, uh, 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 the days of the Civil War, I, I, I love American history. Uh, uh, I mentioned in the book the Red, the Red Badge of Courage. Uh, if you, if you, I've, I've, said it, I've talked about it before here. Uh, if you haven't read it, a young person, read it. It's a really good book. Uh, but but uh, the, the story is about this young man who's going into battle, who's never, never faced battle before. And, and man, the, the, back then they fought in crazy ways. Now, back then it wasn't crazy to them, but... For me to, to to march across an open field and let people shoot at me doesn't make much sense, or to sit there while they march at you because they're nuts, <laughs> and and you 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 got you don't have a rifle like you have today where you can you know bam click bam click bam or just bam 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 right back then they shoot whatever you, take a half a minute to reload their gun and and. Oh, great, they're, 100, they're 15 feet from me now. What am I going to do? Right? And that's the kind of battle they used to fight back then. Well, in that, in that there's this young man, I don't remember the name, I don't remember the, name of the, the character, but uh, in the first battle, he's there, and he's, he's watching his friends get shot left and right, and he's standing there, he takes one or two shots, and, and, and then just fear rises up within him and overwhelms him. And you know what he does? He runs. Because he sees other people running. And, and before long, he's, he's in the woods, and, and as, as he was running, one of, the, one of the officers tried to stop him and hit him with the butt of his rifle, and he got this, uh, this wound on his head from the butt of the rifle. And, uh, uh, but but and then he ran. He didn't stay and fight. They were, they're, they're, that part of the line was overrun because he wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. That happened a lot back in those days. They called them deserters. A lot of times they were shot if they were caught. It still happens today. Not nearly as much, but it still happens today. Battles are fought differently today. But the whole, my point of this is this. It is easier to watch other people fight. It is easier to run away from the battle. It is easier to sit back and do nothing and pretend like there's not even a battle going on, which happens all the time. And can I tell you that there is a, hey, that's the first time I've said it in a while. There is a, there is a battle that is to be fought. David said to his brothers, is there not a cause? Everybody else, they, they, they see Goliath out there. Goliath is coming out every single day, and he's, he's, he's challenging the, the, the Israelites, and nobody's willing to go fight him, not from, from the, the youngest to the smallest, not to the strongest to the weakest. Nobody's willing to go. They all sit there and hide in their tents when Goliath, come, Goliath comes out every day. And so, so David comes along and says, hey, why is everybody sitting around here doing nothing? David's not a soldier. He's just a young boy, a shepherd boy. He says, somebody's got to do something. And while it's easy to talk about David and Goliath, and it's easy to talk about this, 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 this battles that we can't see, there are things that need to be done to, to further the kingdom of heaven, but we're not doing them. And can I tell you, there is a cause. 
We live in a city of 18,000 people that need Christ. Are you praying for them? Are you talking to them? When's the last time you shared the gospel with somebody? There is a cause. There is a battle to be won. And listen, you can go out wearing your own armor or not wearing any armor, and you're going to fail and you're going to fall because you can't stand against the wiles of the devil. Uh, uh, but there is a reason to fight. There, there is an armor to wear. Uh, it's given to us by God there, uh, so that we, it enables us, that the divine, uh, that, that, that the, the dynamic empowerment enables us to do it. But, but we need to be directly engaged in the fight, not sitting back watching other people fight. Not pretending like there isn't a fight going on. We need to be engaged in the fight. The word is stand against. It's not just the word to stand and not be moved. It's the word to stand in opposition of what Satan is trying to do. And listen, he has free reign right now. Preached the message a while back. Actually, I preached it twice now. Uh, if we're going to accomplish anything in the in 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 the strong man's house, we must first bind the strong man. It takes prayer. What is that? That's battle. That's battle. Says I, I, I try. No, no, no. I'm not saying pray just for 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 our daily needs. We all pray for that. I'm not saying just pray for pray for you know whatever. Listen, pray for for the work of God to move forward. Pray for the Spirit of God to empower His people. Pray for the growth of God's people that they may step out in faith, because that battle is one fought spiritually, and one fought in faith. Directed engagement. With a deceitful enemy. The wiles of the devil. That word wiles indicates that he doesn't play fair. If we go back and all the way back into the, the New Testament or the Old Testament, the very first time we see Satan in, at work, what does he do? He twists the word of God and he tricks. The Bible calls him subtle, the most subtle of all the of all the of all the animals in the field, the, the snake, the, the serpent, it was subtle. Uh, the tr there's trickery. There is there is a deceit at hand. Uh, he tries to deceive Jesus Christ Himself, who is the Word of God, by twisting the Word of God and misusing it, and taking it out of context. Listen, there, he doesn't play fair. He knows where your weaknesses are, and and. I went down to a prayer, a prayer meeting a while back. It's been, it's been about two years ago now. And uh, it was a place of fasting. Nobody, there was a bunch of pastors there uh, or, or people in ministry, and there was about 12 of us, and no, nobody was eating for a solid week. Uh, we were just praying for God to work in our churches, praying for God to work in certain people's lives. Some people were praying for direction. and we, Everybody was there praying for something. We were all working together. We were praying for each other. And then along comes Brother, Brother Chris Casey uh, from, uh, you may recognize the name. He was the pastor down in Massachusetts that refused to shut his church. He came to the meeting on Wednesday, half, halfway through the week, and we are all hungry, and we are all, we're all tired and weak and, and praying. And, and he shows up, kicks in the door, brings in a, brings in a box of donuts, and he set it down. He says, who's hungry, boys? 
he was not working with us. He was working against us. <laughs> Satan was, I, I say Satan was using him. There was nothing in the box. It was an empty box. But it was, the, 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 the idea was, we were all like, are you kidding me? Seriously? Because we're all starving. We would have eaten the shoe off of our foot if we could have. Here's the point. We're to stand against Satan. And he is subtle. And he is laying traps. Left and right, he knows your weaknesses. He, know, he knows where you, where you are prone to fall, how you are prone to fall, and what will cause that fall. And he is laying those things in wait for you. And unless you are empowered uh, and, and, and enabled by the, 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 uh, the armor of God, you will not be able to stand in, those presence, uh, in, in the presence of those trials, those tribulations. You will fall time and time again. And listen, it happens to all of us. We all at times go out uh, in our own strength, in our own power, uh, uh, in the power of our flesh, or not, for, not covered in the armor because we didn't submit ourselves unto the Lord, or we're not trusting in that, and we fall time and time again. But I'm telling you, God has given us this, this, this armor. God has given us the, the power that we need. If only we'll be in his word, and if only we'll trust in him, if only we'll, we'll rest in him, he will protect us. He is our stronghold. He'll enable you to live your life uh, uh, and live a holy life. I can't live a holy life. Really? I beg to contradict you. Peter said, be holy, for I am holy. It's not just an Old Testament saying. Now, yes, he was repeating what, what God had said. Why would God tell us to do something he would not then enable us to do? Galatians 5 says, if you live in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. If you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But can I tell you this? Just because you're not doing wicked and evil things, you're not watching wicked and evil TV shows, not listening to, to wicked, perverse things on the radio, if the radio is still a thing anymore, I don't know, uh, or MP3 or whatever, podcast, I don't know what's out there anymore. Just because you're not doing those things, if you're not doing the things God has called us to do, you're just, you're just as much trouble. Because remember, this battle that we face is not static. progressive. We're to stand against the wiles of the devil. There's a, the, the, so we see the, the dynamic empowerment, the direct engagement, and our deceitful enemy. And listen, he is he's in control now in the world, and too many times he's in control of, we allow him to be, control us. There's a deliberate employment. I want you to jump down from verse 11 down to verse 13. It says, wherefore, in the previous verse, it talks about this, this enemy that we fight. We talked about him this last week. That it's a spiritual battle, not against flesh and blood. And uh, there's higher, high, different levels of wickedness and, and, and enemies that we fight. But understand, they're all working with Satan and, and against us. It says, wherefore, because of that, take unto you the whole armor of God. Almost, almost the same phrasing as in verse 11. But now it's different. The word, the word was in duo in, in verse 11, and the, the, it was, the meaning was put on, or to put on, or allow to be put on us. But here it's different. It says, take or receive unto you the whole armor of God. But the idea is this. 
It's not that I just receive what God has given me, but with the idea of using it. So there's a difference. You can give me something that I don't really want, and I'll go set it on, I'll, I'll go set it in my office, and it'll stay there for six months. Or if I can take it home and put it on my counter and make sure it goes in the trash, because that's what my wife does. She throws everything in the trash. Right? You can give me something, and, and, and if I don't want to use it, I don't have to use it. But here he says, not only are we to receive and allow God to put this stuff on us, uh, on us we're to receive it with the idea of taking up for use. The same phrase is used the, the, there in verse, uh, uh, verse uh, blah, 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 what is it? The shield of faith. Above all, verse 16, above all, taking the shield of faith. Same word, same meaning. It's to take it up for use. We're to receive the armor with the purpose of using it. We need to be prepared every day. Meaning, I get up in the morning, I wake up and say, God, you know that I'm not ready to prepare for this day. You're greater than, than, the, than he is. God, give me, give me strength. Give me the power I need to fight the battles today. Protect me, O oh Lord. Protect my heart. Protect my mind. O oh Lord, give me a, a, a desire to see those that are, are lost without Christ. Uh, uh, help me to stand firm in the gospel. Help me, help me to take up that shield of faith, Lord, uh, so that anything that Satan throws at me, Lord, I can, put, I can quench, that, quench that fear, quench that anxiety, quench those doubts, uh, because, because uh, Lord, you, your faith is greater uh, than, than all of those things. And God, you are greater than he is. And I can, I can directly ask God to, to enable me, to, to help me. And listen, I go out that day prepared for it to be used. Or I forget that there's a battle, or I pretend there isn't a battle, or I, 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 I just hide. And listen, we talk about when, when, when people talk about, have you, maybe you've heard, I know Pastor William said it, I have said it, when, when, uh, when somebody really decides to sell out for God, really decides to do something for God, so a lot of times it happens right after they get saved, guess what happens? Temptations, trials, difficulties. Why? Because Satan's trying to throw you off course. He's trying to stop what you're going to do. If there are no satanic attacks in your life, You've got to wonder why. Now, not every, not every trial or tribulation is a satanic attack. Let me just throw this out there. Sometimes God allows things in our life for the purpose of, of, of bringing about patience, uh, strengthening us, uh, helping us rely upon him. But sometimes the attacks are from Satan. And listen, uh, he does not attack those who so he, he, he doesn't have to worry about. If you are going to be a nominal Christian who's going to be saved, but never do anything for the Lord, just come to church, go home, live your life, and, and die, and have a home in heaven, he can't, get you, he can't get you to lose your salvation, so he doesn't really bother you that much. But when you start to give your life over to the Lord, when you, you say, God, I am all in. I am yours from my head to my toes. Lord, whatever my future is, it is in your hands. I want you to guide me. Lord, I want, to, I want you to lead me. God, I want to serve you. God, I want to reach people for Christ. Listen, things are going to start happening in your life. And you're like, why am I suddenly being attacked? Because Satan has seen you as a threat. And you've already fallen into the trap. See, that, that, that sitting back and not doing anything, that's a trap all in, in, in its own. Remember, he's wily. He is deceitful. If he's gotten you there, he's gotten you where he wants you to be. 
We need to deliberately employ the armor of God. It needs to be a daily, I can't read my own writing. I'll read the verse. Go back to verse 13. It says, Wherefore, take you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the day, in the evil day. This, this idea of uh, there's a, it's a daily battle. We don't get a day off. We don't, we don't get a day when, when he's not attacking us. And there, listen, there is not a day when, when, when uh, we don't need to stand and fight. But can I, let me say this. There is no greater day than today to stand. Right now. See, I can't do anything about what I did yesterday. And I may not be here tomorrow. But I know that I can stand today. I know that I can withstand today. I know that I can fight today. So today, I make a decision that I'm going to stand for what is right. And I'm going to tell somebody about the Lord Jesus Christ. I am going to, uh, I am not going to hinder myself or, or, or quench the Holy Spirit. I'm going, to, I'm going to rest in and gain my strength from the Word of God and the power of God through, through reading the Bible and prayer. I'm going to live my life to be a blessing unto others and to serve others. I'll do that today. I don't know about tomorrow, but today I'm going to do it. Guess what? Tomorrow I'll do the same thing. I can't do it tomorrow. I can't do anything about today and whatever mistakes I made that I make today. But tomorrow I can go from then on forward. It is daily. We, Paul said, in the evil day, there is as long as Satan is is loose, there is not a day that is not an evil day. There is not a day that there is not a battle to be fought. There, there are still souls to be saved. There are still, there, there are still churches to be planted. There are still missionaries that, that are serving that need prayer. There, there, are pe- there are people that are suffering right now. There is still good works to be done. And, and God is using the church. God is using the individuals of the church to do that work. Daily effectiveness, that's what it was. Definitive execution. Verse 13 says that ye may be able to withstand the evil day. And notice this, this next phrase. And having done all. And having done all. That means I have accomplished all that God has called me to accomplish. I have, like, like Paul said, I have finished my, for, my course. I have kept the faith. There's going to come a day when, when you're going to look back at your life and you're going to say, man, I wish I'd spent more time watching TV. No? Man, I wish I, I wish I had, you know, worked on my car more. I, I really wish I'd made more money. Maybe if you're trying to get into retirement, you want that, but... Uh, No. When I finish my course, if, 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 if God doesn't take me suddenly, I'm on that list last day, I want to look back at my life and I say, man, I wish I'd served God more. I, I wish I'd loved God more. I wish I had been more willing to talk, speak, 
and God led me to speak. I wish I, wish I would have gone looking for opportunities. I wish I, I wish I had witnessed to more people, told more people, seen more people saved. Uh, uh, the, I wish I had done more for Christ. So that I can, I can now look at this and, and having done all, meaning I've spent my life, everything, I, I've done everything God has enabled me and called me to do. Because listen, God, if God calls you, he will equip you. He'll give you everything that you need to fight that battle. I say, I am not, a, I, I can't witness to anybody. Yes, you can. So, so I, I'm serious. As much as that sounds like a political slogan, you can. Why? Not because of your ability, not because of your intelligence, not because of your power and effectiveness, but because of the Lord Jesus Christ laid down his life and changed you when you got saved. And he can, he's still in you, and he's working in you, and he can give you and empower you what you need to be the witness that God has called each and every one of us to be. Well, I can never be a Sunday school teacher. Yes, you can. You know how I know? Because God took somebody who wasn't a Sunday school teacher and named my wife and made her a Sunday school teacher and a pastor's wife. You talk to people that she used to know, you tell, you tell them, she runs into them all the time, and they're like, so you're, you do what now? You're married to a what? A pastor? Does he know? She was She was crazy. You know what? She got saved. And God changed her. Did you get saved? Well, that was a whole Did you get saved? Did God change you? Can God make you into whatever it is he wants you to be? Do you remember back in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, that we are created, uh, that we are his workmanship? Created in him unto good works? That we were ordained before, it means before we were chosen to walk in them. God has a plan and a purpose in your life. God has called you as a soldier of Jesus Christ. We are, we are here for the spiritual battle. And listen, uh, we, we, we can prepare ourselves every day by, by, by submitting ourselves to the Word of God and the, the Spirit of God the, the, in prayer and reading the Bible. We can ask God to enable us and strengthen us and, and, and rest in Him for the protection. As, as He gives us wisdom, as Satan tries to trick us, we can stand. Why? Because our feet are grounded in the gospel. Because we cannot be moved away from that. Amen? Uh, because we have the shield of faith. And every time Satan throws one of those darts at us, it causes us to doubt or to worry or to be fearful. God said, we remember that verse says, God does not give me the, power, the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. And I suddenly remember, my God is bigger than he is, and I don't have to worry about it anymore. And Satan comes along and, and says, well, what about this? And he twists the word of God, and I take the word of God, and I read it, and I study it, and I pray, and I ask God, the Holy Spirit reveals to me what the word of God is, and how they twisted it, and I can trust the word of God. Listen, as I lean upon him, he'll help me to battle the spiritual battles that I face every day. And it'll help me to battle the spiritual battles that are out there that, that go unfought every day because we're sitting alone at home or we're sitting in our work or we're doing whatever else and we're forgetting about the battle that's out there. But we are not just to, to stay right with the Lord, to be right. We need to be obedient. So one day I could look back at my life and say, yeah, I made some mistakes. Because I have. Man, I wish I could take those things back, but I can't. But I want to be able to say, having done all, that God has shown me. 
then I'm able to stand. So you have the definitive execution, and lastly, the determined ethos or mindset. Had to make it fit. In the end, God has given us this to fight a battle, a spiritual battle. And in the end, when it comes down to it, and we've done everything that we can do, knowing that we fought every battle that's been before us. Listen, I, and when I say fight a battle, I don't mean you're going around. There are different ways to fight battles. And, and I, we need to remember it's a spiritual battle that we fight. That Satan is the one that we're fighting. But, but, in the, but in doing this, we also realize that we can't fight Satan on his terms. We need to fight Satan while resting in Christ. And in the end, when we've done everything, may God find us standing with a mindset. that there's, There are a lot of people that they say, well, I've done this, and I've done this, and I've accomplished this. I'm done. I, I've done I've done all that that I knew to do. I'm just going to rest. I'm just going to relax. Now, in America, we have this mindset of of retiring. Um, we put money towards a time when we when we're not able to work anymore. Or we we think we won't be able to work anymore, or we want some. We put money away in a 401k or for whatever whatever our retirement is, and that's good. That's that's biblical. Okay, We're to, we are to put some money aside for for those. I'm not saying that 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 that, that that's not biblical. Um, we're to be good stewards of our money, good stewards of our finances. But what what I am saying is, we have this mindset that once that comes along, and I retire, now I can just sit back and do nothing. I, I'd like to sit by the beach, put my feet up. And just watch the waves come in. Those are repetitive and very boring. And can I tell you, the battle's still going on. And while you may not physically be able to go to work anymore, you can still spiritually battle. In fact, some of our strongest warriors are those older in Christ whose bodies aren't strong anymore, but their spirits, and their spirits are strong. And they can battle. They battle in prayer. And listen, uh, what I, what my, my, the point I'm trying to get across is once you've gotten to the point where you may not be able to physically serve in other ways in our church, you can still pray for us. And it is not time to quit. It is not time to give up. It is not time to, 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 to call in, uh, to call in reinforcements. Well, maybe we call in reinforcements. I guess some, some people come alongside you. It, it is not, uh, it, it, spiritually, it is not time to lay down and just die. Back in, but, but used to read a lot of old old stories, and I don't know how how much truth is in the westerns. But a lot in a lot of the westerns, uh, the, the, somebody would come along, an Indian, come along a Native American who, at that time in their life when they were sick, they knew that the time was coming. They would just go out into into away from the, everywhere, and they would sit there and sing their song of death until they died. I don't know if that's true, but spiritually, that's not supposed to be the case. Spiritually, what's supposed to be the case is that we serve until we can serve no longer and that we pray until we can pray no longer. And in fact, the Bible says we're to pray and not to faint. May God find us, no matter who we are, from, from now until the day he brings us home, whether it's through the rapture or through our death, may God find us faithful. May God find us standing 
for the truth. Don't give up and waver. Don't, don't move away from the faith. Don't, don't, don't uh, become less faithful to church or less faithful to the Lord. Don't become less faithful to, to, to your Bible reading. You need it more then than ever because you are our greatest warriors. We are a church and we battle together. Kind of like a battalion. What happens when one leaves the fight? Somebody else sees you run. And then that fear overcomes them. That's exactly what happened in that Red Badge of Courage in the book I was talking about earlier. One ran, then another, then another, then ten groups of twos and threes. And pretty soon there wasn't anybody holding the line, but the, and they were overtaken. And I encourage you, don't run. Instead, fill the gap. If you see an opening, if you see a need, come alongside and pray with somebody. Be there. Help them b- battle their own battles. The Bible tells us that we're to, that, that we're to uh, bear one another's burdens. Those can be battles. We're to love one another. We're to serve one another. May God find us serving. May God find us standing. Father God, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, for the, the truth that we have here. Lord, there is a battle uh, to be faced, a spiritual battle, Lord. And God, I pray that you'd help us to, to not ignore it. Lord, help us to not... Uh, Rest easy, but Lord, help us to, to be prepared, be strengthened for the battle, be, be protected through your, through your word, through, the, through our faith, uh, Lord, that's ultimately given to us by you. God, I, I pray that, uh, that you would help us, uh, that uh, we'd be able to overcome, Lord, the, the temptations and the trials that Satan throws our way, Lord, that we would not be, be deceived, uh, we would not be tricked, but Lord, that we would fight. Lord, that we would fight for ourselves, fight for our church, fight for the lost souls. Lord, for, for, for truth and right, Lord, that we would never back down, never give up. Lord, help us, encourage us, strengthen us, Lord. Even now, help us to examine our lives, to see, to see what it is that we're doing. How, how are we fighting? Lord, God, I pray that you'd have your way with us. In Jesus' precious name, amen.